We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned out. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. This is the podcast from Poop to Gold. My guest today is Rahim Fazel. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Make <laughs> my mother my mother proud. Okay, good. I pronounced the last name correctly. Rahim is um, a Canadian native, mm-hmm. but you're a tech entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, founder of Involver, yeah. right? Which you ultimately ended up having. Um, an exit, right? Involver was a social media. Mm-hmm. Um, how how would you describe it? Kind of aggregating platform. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a, a marketing platform the brands used and agencies as well to um, you know build communities of fans and followers on social media. It was kind of cool because we started back when there wasn't anybody really doing this. Right, right. You were kind of first in the game in that yeah. regard. So, so you were one of the first ones in the game. Yeah. Early on, which is why Oracle came in and basically you had an exit, right? They bought mm-hmm. you guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us a little bit of that origin story. How did you become a tech entrepreneur Yeah, and, and end up in this, in this cool place that you are? Yeah. Well, somewhat accidentally, it all started with getting fired from McDonald's. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you know, I was pretty excited to get a job, um, start making some money, yeah. um, some pocket money. I at McDonald's for maybe six weeks and I end up getting fired. This is in Vancouver. This is in Vancouver. Uh-huh. And it was incredibly embarrassing. Um, like if Ronald McDonald fires you, no one else will pick up the phone <laughs> to yeah. interview you anywhere Who's else. Who's left at that yeah, point, exactly. right? So by that time, those first six weeks, I already told everybody at school um, that I got this job. I'd already started um, giving people free fries and burgers uh, which is part of the reason why I got fired, uh, which is a story for another day. But, you know, that didn't quite work out for me. And I was really embarrassed. Yeah. And I had uh, didn't know what to do next. I was still in school, but my whole idea was to, to work, and, and the money was important to me. And so my best friend and I, we both, we, you know, would spend time after school with each other trying to figure out how to solve this like he was working at a hardware store he didn't really like it i just got fired from mcdonald's we ultimately started seeing magazines and newspapers about these young kids who sort of looked like us maybe five years older Mm -hmm. taking their company's ipo with these big like m's behind the headline Mm -hmm. numbers and we we said well why can't we do the same thing we didn't know exactly what we would do to make that happen, but we thought, well, if they could do it, why couldn't we? We understood all this stuff was happening in Silicon Valley, by the way. It wasn't really happening where we were living, so we felt pretty disconnected to it. But in that sense, we also, it's like, you, you, know, you don't know what you don't know, so we were blissfully ignorant. And after a couple of months of brainstorming after school, we came up with this idea that we would build... Um, a site, a website okay. to help um, it, what started with just the people that we knew who were a bunch of small business owners, our aunts and uncles and extended family members who were asking us for help to put up a, a web page. Just from your own family business network. Yeah, they would just say, well, oh yeah, Raheem knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. 
why don't you ask him? And so we would get requests. Yeah. Can you just put up a web page for me? Yeah. For my business? And mm-hmm. it was pretty easy for us to do that. We knew how to get it done. And we realized that that it was easy for us to get it done. But if you were the average business owner, it was a lot more difficult. Yeah. Because you didn't know how to, you didn't know HTML or JavaScript or very basic things. So essentially agency work at that point. Yeah, agency of, yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what we did was we sort of built a very simple system. If you remember back, back in the day, the GeoCities, the Hotmails, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. We built a, a version of that that was offered for free that any small business owner could could go on, use a web page builder. At that time, there were others who were doing it, but we didn't care. We just yeah. thought it would be a cool idea to do it. We never really had the idea that it would turn into this big business. It was just something to bring in a little bit of pocket money. Um, and we would monetize it with ads. And there were all these ad networks at the time that would pay you like 5 or $10 CPM for some remnant inventory. Mm-hmm. And we did that and we made a couple hundred bucks a month and that kind of filled the gap for McDonald's. And then so, uh, so on, it began to grow mm-hmm. to the point where in the senior year of high school, it grew all the way up to 25,000 customers. Wow. And every free page would have a, a link for visitors to build their own page if they wanted to. And so we had this sort of nice virtuous cycle this kind of viral effect Mm -hmm. going it allowed us to acquire a lot of small businesses all around the world very quickly and then before i graduated from high school we got an offer to buy the company and we end up selling it now uh, first of all things you need to know are number one we sold it for a couple million bucks Mm -hmm. number two uh, our parents had no idea that we were doing this on the side. So talk to me about that. Why yeah. Why was that, that you were like keeping this from your parents? Well, you know, my, my first of all, Indian parents, first generation immigrants, you know, really valued um, education. It was mm. really the only... Traditional education. Traditional education. Mm-hmm. It was really the only, call it asset, that they that they were able to, to bring with them into mm-hmm. this country and while oh, yeah, uh-huh. and, and, and 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 while they didn't have PhDs or they they really valued the fact that they had some education and it felt it allowed them to rebuild from the ground up uh, in in a in a whole new country. So you just kind of been doing it all inside. So so I kind of interrupted you there. You were going with the thought like you know you did it without your parents' um, mm-hmm. knowledge. Yeah, and then the timing of it, you sold it. Um, yeah, we like, sold it like during finals. Is yeah, I'm understanding d- during finals. Uh, I remembered my chemistry senior exam, and it was a pretty incredible process because we <laughs> we you know we were kids and so we were kind of pushing the envelope everywhere. One of the things that was neat was that when we got the offer. Uh, we got a term sheet to buy the company. We didn't yeah. know any lawyers. We didn't know anybody who could review it for us. And obviously, we hadn't told our parents, so we can't show it to them. Mm-hmm. And so we, op- you know, we just started calling up these random lawyers in downtown and asked for advice. Mm-hmm. And the quick thing we learned was that lawyers are really expensive, and they yeah. wanted to charge us hundreds of dollars an hour. We didn't think that that was something that was fair. And so we learned that some of the lawyers gave one hour free consultations and we ultimately 
cycled through nine different lawyers to get nine free one-hour consultations and and sold the company. Oh, my gosh. And it was quite... So a couple million dollars. Yeah. Um, between you and your buddy. Between my buddy and me, yeah. Then what did your parents think when you announced that? Well, we told them the night before it came out in the newspaper. We really didn't know how big of a deal it was going to be in the media. It ended up really capturing a lot of people's attentions and was... Um, kind of part of our sort of day-to-day experience for a couple of years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, I would say my my parents were, on one hand, very happy. Obviously, this was life-changing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they were pretty upset. And they were upset because we lied to them. The trust. The trust. And they thought we knew what we were up to. And the reality is they didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, the good part was what makes this story even more sensational is that my parents' act, my parents' story was they actually thought that I was dealing drugs. <laughs> so it was better it's than better that. than that. <laughs> and so my dad told me, like, that's what we thought you were doing. So, yeah, thank God it wasn't that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, They're like, this is an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you liked it then, wait till you hear it now. So, so it was a pretty transformational period of time in my life. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Okay, so from there, um, you've been... Well, is, is that the time when you received the award? Because you got um, Forbes 30 Under 30, right? Yeah, it was uh, Inc. 30 Under 30. The and, Inc. 30 Under 30, sorry, not, not Forbes. things like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, you got a, a bunch of those. Is that the same time that that no, all happened, that or is that later? later? Okay. It all happened after I moved to the Bay Area. Okay. And so after the the acquisition, then you moved out to San Francisco. After Fran. the acquisition, I started another company. Okay. I did a reverse merger, ended up listing it publicly in the US on kind of the Nasdaq Junior Exchange when I was nineteen. It was an absolute disaster. Okay. I've heard a lot of reverse mergers are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it sounded really nice at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, you were nineteen as well. I was nineteen. <laughs> we Incorporated the company in the U.S. In, in in Nevada. The board meetings used to happen in Vegas. We used to take a lot of liberty uh, of that location, and had a. Now we had a little bit of money. We we're in Vegas pretty often. And yeah. And I just lived it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was uh, it was this incredible period of time where we got to see what it's like to be be rich. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that's what it felt like. Yeah. You know, like like that's what the other side of the world feels like yeah, to us. Uh-huh. And what ultimately happened was that company didn't do well. It was a failure. Uh, this is sort of now kind of getting into, you know, 2002, 2003, kind of coming out of the dot-com bust. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was sort of a tough time for the tech industry. I ended up uh, going back to my parents and crying in the living room and saying, I don't know what I want to do with my life next. They're like, we told you to go to school, so time for you to go. I applied for colleges. I can't get into any of them because I didn't really have the grades from high school because mm. I, I was running that business. And so what ends up happening is I go to community college. In community college, I end up meeting an instructor there who went to a really great business school. And long story short, I end up going, getting into an MBA program. Uh, without my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. And I made that decision because I felt like the whole world was telling me that I needed a traditional education. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't listen to them, I got kicked in the ass. Mm-hmm. And when I came crying back, it felt like the only decision, the only option left for me. So I did. 
end up doing this MBA program and then moving out to the Valley uh, to start what became Involver. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, the Involver journey itself was pretty crazy. That's when I got some of those awards and started mm-hmm. to kind of get some success and, and the ego to go with it. And, and it was a really incredible journey. As you said, ultimately uh, it was sort of five people who started it in a, it sort of like a garage yep. like in an apartment mm-hmm. in, in Palo Alto, yeah. sort of that typical True story. Silicon Valley we style. We all really young in our early twenties and we didn't really know what the heck we were doing, but one thing led to another. We happened to be in the right place at the right time. Facebook's taking off. And we happened to have an office right across the street, got to know a lot of the Facebook people. Next thing you know, we've got you know millions of users on this platform, and Oracle comes knocking, and, and, and we ultimately end up selling. And I that, spent three That was 2000... It was in 2012. In oh, 12, okay. Uh-huh. And, and spent three years there. Um, now, really work, like, you know, working for an adult company mm-hmm. and seeing what it's like to... to to operate within a system of 100,000 plus employees selling to the biggest companies in the world and really fell in love with that, which, which was the genesis for what I'm doing now. Cool. So what does that lead you to now? What, what are you up to now? Well, so uh, my co-founder, Joel, he and I both have been in the s- software industry selling to businesses for a really long time. Yep. We felt at this stage of our careers, really wanted to do something that could help the industry and and maybe at a bigger level help the world. Yeah. Uh, in the backdrop of the last election, we realized there were a lot of communities that were sort of disconnected, um, disadvantaged when mm-hmm. it comes to having access to equal economic opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we were very lucky coming from those communities. But yeah. Millions of people in this country are not as lucky. Right. So what if we could create a pathway for them that was more structured, that you didn't need to have any work experience in the tech industry. You didn't need to know anybody. You didn't even know how to code because we talk a lot about coding. I think we're really over-indexing on coding relative to uh, more human-centered career paths like sales. Mm-hmm. And we looked at these career paths as ones that could be absolutely transformational. It, you know, there could be a, a trampoline of progress for people who were just like us when we were getting our start. Mm. And by doing so in the format of a training program that's entirely online, can be taken from anywhere, very it's employer-driven, so the curricula is very very specific to the competencies and skills that the employers are looking for on the first day of the job. No tuition. So if you're good enough to get into this program, it's absolutely free for you as a job seeker. Oh, wow. And if you make it all the way through, at the end, there's a job waiting for you. The median um, salaries uh, and full-time offers, so the median packages are 79K. We're doing this in the Bay Area, in New York, and Boston. And we've, you know, helped hundreds and hundreds of people who otherwise might not be working the tech industry get on a path where not only have they begun to change sort of their own financial picture for themselves and now their families, but also for the people who are coming up behind them by, you know, when they perform well, they end up uh, changing not just the, the psyche, but also the actual sort of workflows and business rules around who those companies look to hire in the future. 
Yeah. And it's one of the most gratifying experiences I've ever had in my life. Much more, sounds much more purpose-driven than the fake drug business that you were in. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was an argument to be made there as well. But no, you're right. It is yeah. incredibly purpose-driven. It's, it's, it's what we Which is need huge. right now. Yeah. When you think about the intersections of the future of education and the future of work, automation is rapidly restructuring, evaporating in some cases, very large parts of the workforce. And we could look back at it and say, well, that's just the way that it is. Or we could put our energies towards it as, as we believe we all should if we yeah. have the, the, the privilege of working in an industry where you have financial stability and you have also now you know, uh, access uh, to, to you know, opportunities that you can make available to others, whether it's on your own teams or whether it's influencing recruiting or where your employer recruits. I mean, these are all opportunities to, to, to open up the, the pathways yeah. for others. And I can tell you, millions and millions of people are, are just like dying. Oh, 100%. Dying to get access. And, well, and the education system as a whole is just ripe for disruption. Yeah. And essentially, that's, what you're, that's kind of what you're t- tackling head on. Exactly. So what's the name of all this? SV Academy. SV the website is SV, as in Silicon Valley, dot academy. Gotcha. Very cool. Love what you're doing. I love anything that goes into that realm of providing opportunities for people that come from disadvantaged situations and doing it on kind of a merit-based isn't the right term, but essentially um, a performance-based system Yeah, where like they don't have to pay for something. That's it. I'm seeing this model starting Mm -hmm. to be replicated in a lot of different areas, and I I just think it's fantastic. Thank you. I'll tell you some quick stats just to really bring this point to a home. So we get about 500 to 1,000 applicants a week. Wow. Okay. Uh, the population we support, 70% first generation. Okay. Uh, 40% African-American, Latinx, 60% women. Wow. Those, that's, that's incredible numbers. When you think about the tech industry generally, it's, if you watch a show, oh, yeah. Silicon Valley or it's, whatever, it's, it's a bunch it's, of rich it's, people. Yeah, it's you know? the straight up opposite. Yeah. It's exactly. It's a bunch of bunch of dudes. Yeah. From pretty privileged backgrounds. Yeah. Now the neat part is that a, a lot of these dudes from privileged backgrounds um, are waking up to the the, the power and, and the responsibility that comes along with having that power, and they're the ones who are hiring. Well, and ultimately, I mean, if we want to talk about it in more, uh, what are some other terms? But essentially, if you. They're going back to their roots, like you yeah. said. Like, like they they may have money, but they might only be like a generation or two removed. That's right. From like someone else there that didn't. Oh yeah. And then there's like a little bit of a calling. Oh yeah. Coming back from their ancestors of like you Absolutely. you need to do more. That's it. Than what you've been given it's here. A nation of immigrants, right? Yeah. Most of the population in this country came here really without anything. Yep. And it, as you said, in the last sort of couple hundred years, there's been a lot of wealth creation. Yeah. And it's gotten to a point now where it's concentrated in the hands of a few, and we talk about this all the time. So I'm less interested about talking about it and more interested in, okay, well, what do we do about that That's now, right. right? Yeah. And, and I think this is one way of many ways that we can actually create a change in our communities. Yeah. That's so cool. 
I could talk to you about this all day long, <laughs> but I know we don't have that kind of time. Um, I didn't even get to my from poop to gold question. I think he kind of covered it with the McDonald's story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, I think that, that more than took care of it. That is definitely my poop to gold story. Absolutely. Yeah. That changed my life. Going from fire and McDonald's employee <laughs> to high school millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that as a from poop to gold. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rahim, for your Absolutely. time. Appreciate your insights. Love what you're doing with SV Academy. Thank you. That, that, that's amazing. And um, we've got a gift for you. Right? Awesome. Um, nice. Is it behind me? Did you sneak it behind me? Here we go. I don't know if you have a copy of this yet. But I do not. Oh, from that's Gold, Thank you so much. This is the, uh, the Marketing Magic of Harmon Brothers. It talks about our uh, creative culture, creative processes, and creative partnerships that kind of make up the foundation of what we do. Awesome. Thank you. Um, but thank you so much for taking time. And um, you guys remember that uh, you need to subscribe for more of this good stuff and, and like and, and follow all those things, and we'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-Day Script Challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had, um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script.